Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It is Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse here and we always want to provide you with some of the best information possible on this show. Yes, we do. And tonight we want to give you some powerful proven strategies if you want to get divorced. Yeah, or else if you're planning on getting married, you're probably going to get divorced in 10 years. (laughs) Maybe if you have any of these behavioural traits, you should probably call it a day. Just stay engaged. Uh, That's not a bad idea. Perpetual engagement. You're like, oh, we just couldn't find a venue. (laughs) She gets the ring. That's all she cares about. And you get your engagement drone and you don't have to worry about the whole divorce costs and all that stuff the the legal stuff no I can imagine it so this is fascinating apparently there are certain behaviours four behaviours in particular that can lead to like over a 90% accuracy in whether or not you are going to get divorced or broken up with so I suppose if you don't want to sit down with someone and go I really think this was a mistake maybe you could employ some strategies from these four different methods and approaches to kind of just you know destroy your relationship from the inside out yeah but it's also (laughs) interesting to know that of course everybody has different traits in them. Yeah, yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. But you know those relationships where people don't fight? Yeah. Do they exist? Who knows? Um, To chat to you a little bit more about this, we have gotten um, an expert in all of this information who's going to talk to us now. Dr. Mike McNulty, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing fine, thanks. How are you both? Good. We were just chatting before we we were talking to you. Dr. Mike McNulty, it sounds like a very, very (laughs) Irish name. It does. Actually, 100% Irish, even though I live in the US. Woo! Oh, that makes sense. There you go. If ever I... the, The image that comes to mind when I hear uh, Mike McNulty is like a stereotypical Irish police officer in New York. Exactly. God damn it, McNulty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you've been policing relationships for the last number of years. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us about what the the institute that you're involved in or the training that you're involved in, how did it come about and what are these four particular behaviours that we kind of need to know about? Sure. I'm part of the Gottman Institute in Seattle, Washington. I live in Chicago and represent them in the Chicago area. And and they basically um, further the work of Dr. John Gottman, who's a leading researcher on relationships in the country. He's been studying relationships since um, 1972, so for about 48 years. And through his work, what he was able to do was develop a mathematical model that enables him to predict with 90% accuracy whether a marriage will succeed or, or fail after watching a couple on video approaching a conflict discussion for about 15 minutes. Wow! So, so after 15 minutes of, let's say, an awkward conversation that a couple has to have, he can tell, nope, they're 
don't. He can predict with 90% accuracy whether or not they'll divorce within the next two years or whether or not they'll remain married and whether or not they'll be happy. It's kind of very important Whoa. to get him on board, isn't it? To just go, listen. Yeah, yes. Okay, can <laughs> right, you tell me? Right. But you know the way, you know when you start a relationship, everything is perfectly fine. You're probably showing your very good sides. You're probably putting on a bit of an act as well. Yeah, it's the like the school open day, isn't it? It's right. like, oh, we do science experiments yeah, and then you get in and it's like, that. oh, this is yeah. horrific. Like, is there something right. that you should be looking at from the very beginning of a relationship before you even get down to the point of getting engaged and getting married? Well, I think from the beginning it's difficult because, you know, with the release of all those feel-good hormones like oxytocin, you know, people fall for each other and they're kind of exempt from a lot of the typical stuff that goes on in relationships for a while where they just sort of um, are in that great feeling love state. But it's not really until you know, a few months into it that you would be able to kind of identify patterns of interaction and how you're doing with managing conflict. That comes a little bit later. I'm, I'm terrified of this because I am probably the biggest conflict avoider in the world, right? feel insanely uncomfortable sitting down and kind of going, huh, hi. And I, I just imagine that that can lead to, I think, things like bitterness and resentment and different things like that that'll wind up exploding down the line and becoming far worse. But what are the four, I suppose, categories of behaviours that you have noticed in in these situations that are predictors for whether or not a couple is going to to last or get divorced? Well, well, so Dr. John Gottman identified four patterns of negative communication that are characteristic of people headed towards divorce. When I mention these patterns, I have to say that every relationship has them. So just if you're listening and you say, oh my gosh, we have this in our relationship, don't get worried because it's just more about the amount that you have. It's, it's oh, no, no, listen, doctor, for the that. shock value, say your relationship <laughs> isn't going to last and you should just quit right now and we will yeah, give yeah, a yeah. free divorce away this evening <laughs> to anyone who wants to get in touch quickly. No, no, no of course right, not. Yes, yeah, right. so everyone has these kind of four different behaviours, but what, um, what are they? The first of the four is criticism. So that's when you want to make a complaint to your partner and you want to say, you express a concern or something. Maybe you hold it in too long and then when it finally comes out, it's sounds like you're attacking your your partner's character. You're saying there's something wrong with him or with her. So you use a lot of you statements. Maybe you use a lot of you always and you never kind of statements. And the other person feels blamed in the process. So that it would be kind of like... You never uh, remember to take out the trash. You don't care about the trash. I'm the only one that cares about the trash. You always forget. You know, so basically people are trying to express a concern to their partner, but then they're doing it in a way that says there's something wrong with their partner and no one wants to hear that. So it just doesn't work. So let's say you were the type of person that consistently left a wet towel on the bed um, <laughs> and we just, you know, couldn't really bre- break that behavior. How would one approach that in a more constructive way to solve that problem? Oh, that's a great example. Um, <laughs> we have an antidote for every one of the four horsemen that we encourage people to use instead. So we call the antidote to, to criticism gentle startup. And the idea is to sort of complain without blame and to use the following template. I feel about what and I need. So if you were going to complain about that towel, try and use that template. I feel about what (laughs) and I need. He's I'm, writing it down as we speak. I'm forwarding <laughs> forwarding this on to my other half because that's what I do constantly. She's always like, well, stop taking or leaving the towel on the bed. So I feel... I feel, and then say what you feel yeah. about what which would be leaving the towel on the bed yeah. um, and I need and say what you need. So I feel mad 
about you leaving the towel on the bed and I need a better man. <laughs> <laughs> I need someone well, else. Well, or, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. No, you don't want to, <laughs> we don't recommend that you say you need someone else. That's probably going to lead to probably That's insert that you, new behavior I need to do, I say, as opposed to going yeah, yeah. end of the world on it. <laughs> yeah, I need you to leave immediately. But I think a lot of people do that when they're angry, though. When you're wanting yeah. to have a fight with your partner about yeah. something that's really annoying you, you always do that. Yeah. You. Like you not, don't care not, about my tell. Yeah, that is quite common back and forth. But I'd say a little bit of that is probably okay, is it? Or is it never okay? A little bit of that, as long as the first thing we recommend is don't try to make a complaint when you're really angry and upset. Calm down first. You know, do some deep breathing, get to a more centered place, then make the complaint. You know, because when, when people are flooded, pulse rates, you know, surge upwards when they feel that muscle tension or when their face flushes and stuff like that. They, they can't think creatively, you know, they can't hear what their partner's saying and so it's not worth having the discussion then wait till they calm down do you want to hear the second of the four horsemen yes oh, i'd love to yes yeah. so we got the first one which is criticism mm. and any criticism in a negative unconstructive blamey world ending kind of way yeah so that's the first one the second one is um defensiveness so with this if we go back to this whole towel thing defensiveness is when you're feeling criticized and so you make a counterattack to protect yourself so um your partner might say something like i never leave the wet towel on the bed. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Every day I check to make sure that that's never there. So um, you're the one who's being picky. You're the one who's leaving the towel on the bed. So they're basically trying to deflect the concern and protect themselves. And that's defensiveness. Or Ooh. you would probably say something like, well, at least I shower. Oh, there you go. That's a good you know? one, actually. At least yeah. someone around here cleans yeah. themselves. <laughs> And yeah, a smell yeah, of air. Yeah. I like that. So you can maybe, yeah, off a tangent off that, go and attack them on something else. Maybe exactly. You're always criticizing yeah, me. Yeah. You're always on my back. Blah blah. Why are you like this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the yeah. victim here. Oh, I like this. Yeah. That's right. I mean, you guys are coming up with great ways to deflect, and that's part of it too. You know, that's, that's you're right on target. Well, I'm single for for obvious reasons, and uh, you're heading issues. that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're working through this. We should be you should be billing us for this. Well, so then the antidote to defensiveness is to accept some responsibility for part of the complaint. Because most of the time when people complain to us, most of the time when they bring up a concern, their biggest fear is they're not going to be heard. And so if, if you take responsibility for even a small part of the problem, often they're relieved, and that leads to more discussion and collaboration. But the worst part about that is if you do say, listen, sorry for raising my voice at you, I didn't mean to, mm-hmm. and then they go, it's okay, don't do it again. And they take no blame for, for their side of the thing. Then that makes you more yeah. angry, you know? Well, I think it's, it's your best chance of getting the conversation back on track into a better place and often people will just be relieved they'll be like oh my gosh you know he's owning it or she's owning it so they'll be relieved to kind of hear that the person is sort of owning something and and often that makes the conversation go a bit better so we have criticized we have the defensiveness what is the third of the four horsemen that'll guarantee you get a divorce well with 90 percent accuracy here yeah well the the third of the fourth is probably the most fun you guys are going to have a great time with this one um it's contempt so that's a more heavy duty form of criticism and 
comes from a place where someone is coming off as superior or disgusted with the other person. People who use contempt often roll their eyes or they lift their left upper lip and make a sneer. Those are the two nonverbal things mm. that go with contempt. The tone in their voice maybe, or maybe there's just a, like a superior tone. That might be like, you know, it just makes me sick that you leave that towel on the bed. Mm. You know, like it's, it's, it's just like the Are level you reading of, from my diary? I know, again, I'm thinking the no, same no. thing. I'm ticking every one of these boxes. This is terrible. Or, or it can also be, if they're coming from more of a superior place, it can be something like, in my family, we were taught to put the towels in the hamper, and later we'd wash them and fold them and put them away. Mm. Oh, but God, it's, so yeah. it's sort of, a, it could be backhanded, too. Yeah. Like, I have done that. I always use my dad. Oh. I'd say my dad would never do that. Oh, my dad wow. would never say it's that. It's a form of shaming, isn't yeah. it? It's like, how dare you? Yeah. You disgust yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. The problem with contempt is like every time you use it, it's like pouring acid on love. So it's the worst of the four horsemen. And if you pour enough acid on love, there'll come a point where there's no love left. And so people have to be really careful about contempt. Yeah, I imagine it'd be very, very difficult to come back from that because there's so much bitterness and resentment and like you you, you detest that person. Well, it's the kind of thing that you'd remember no matter what. Even yeah. when you make up, that will be at the back of your head yeah, forever. Like I'm, I'm going to use that later. That'll be your ace up yeah. the sleeve. You're going to go, remember? Yeah. God. So is there any yeah. way to like you say you have an antidote for the first two is there an antidote for contempt is that one just leave Yeah well it's kind of the same thing as using gentle startup but it's a little bit more strict it's like talk about yourself using those I statements rather than talking about your partner. Don't talk about your partner because if you talk about your partner in that moment, it's just going to come off in this nasty, nasty way. And so instead, talk about yourself and you. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
those I statements. Any particular examples like, well, I hated when um, you do that? I, I, I wouldn't uh, say hate. I don't I'm trying to think. I'm I, like, yeah. I, well, I think what I would do, it would be sort of, um, you know, I have to say that that really bothers me when, when you leave that towel on the bed. You know, I, I feel like we've had that conversation so many times. And, and, and I need I need you to really pay attention to that and be careful about that. You know, you're staying in the bed. It's making everything look bad. It, it really bothers me. And I, I, I need I need you to be much more careful about that. So it still may be kind of intense, but it's really working to keep it in I statements. Can I just say one thing? You know, sometimes when sure. someone is saying something in a nice way like that, I'd rather you didn't do that. That makes me upset. It's kind of when I was younger and my mom would say, I'm really disappointed in you. I now, if she it. said you're grounded and if you ever do that again, I'll kill you, then that would work for me. Yeah. I would have responded much better to that. So yeah. I feel like I've taken that on. So if there's someone leaving towels in the bed, I'd be like, we're done. I'm actually breaking <laughs> up with you if you do this one more time. <laughs> is that not a better way to do it? Where they not take you more seriously? The problem, though, is that if you go to that place, you know, you're really going to the last step before exiting. And, and you, you want to be able to talk about things much sooner than when it, before it gets to that. And, and so I'd be real careful, too, because you're still kind of conveying disgust rather than talking about your feelings and your needs. And you've got to get that going more in the culture of the relationship. If your relationship's going to succeed, you have to start talking more about feelings and needs and get away from disgust and superiority. All right, okay, well, there okay. you go. So we have criticism, we have defensiveness, we have contempt. What is the fourth and final horseman that will predict whether or not you're going to get divorced? The fourth one is called Stonewall. So that's when, you know, you might have your hands crossed. You might be looking down or away from your partner when they're trying to talk to you. Um, inside, you may feel overwhelmed. Maybe you're going through a litany saying, oh, she's bringing this up again. I don't know what to say. How do I make her stop? You know, all that kind of stuff. You might be going through that in your mind. And so you're overwhelmed. But the problem is that when people shut down like that, you know, and show it physically, you know, they, they disengage in terms of eye contact. They look down and they look away. Their arms are flo- or folded, so they're kind of um, cross-communication, saying that they're not open. When, when people do that, it drives the other partner crazy. You know, it's like you're blowing them off. It's like you're saying that what they're saying is not important at all, and, and that just is like putting fuel on the fire, and so it doesn't work. That makes sense to me, especially people on their phone. Uh-huh. You know, when you're in the middle of a conversation and you're tr- you're telling someone how you feel, yeah. and they're looking down their phone. Yeah, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. yeah. Or falling asleep. <laughs> they're falling asleep, and you're in the middle of telling them something, and they've actually fallen asleep. And then they respond with some, yeah. yeah. infuriating. (laughs) But I I think you're you're absolutely right that looking at your phone nowadays would be a form of stonewalling. It's like you're there, but you're not there and you don't care enough to be there. I mean, it would be a form of stonewalling if someone's talking to you and you're not sure how to respond to them. And so you look at your phone instead, you know, then um, it's like you're there, but not there. And then that really aggravates people like you're saying. Is there a solution to stonewalling? Is it, do you just grab the phone off and throw it in the bin? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's aggressive. I think the solution to stonewalling is on the part of both partners. Remember, when partners learn these things, we, we teach them to them together. And so they, they know how to work on these together. And so for the partner who, who is stonewalling, it's being able to be in touch with the fact that they are overwhelmed and to say that they're overwhelmed and maybe they need to take a break to calm down or maybe they need you know to um, certain things to happen for them to have the discussion. Maybe the other partner's bringing up way too much all 
all at once, and maybe they need the partner to bring up like maybe one or two things at that time. For the other partner, it's to realize that when your partner stonewalls, it very well may be that they're just overwhelmed with what you're trying to say to them. And so, um, you know, say, look, am I saying um, too much right now, or is there something about what I'm saying that's hard to hear or to, to respond to? So it's an awareness that why stonewalling occurs, which is that people are overwhelmed. It's, you know, using the idea that taking a break sometimes helps, but then also it's about trying to make the conversation more workable. Okay, so those are the four things that if you do these really negatively, you can guarantee a divorce by up to a 90% success rate for a divorce, so criticize defensiveness, contempt, stonewalling. You can tell within a video of the two of you within 15 minutes. Which is terrifying. Terrifying. Um, Can I ask you though, Doctor, um, just before we we get on maybe and get your thoughts on the end of all this, but when would you ever recommend that uh, the best thing for a couple to do is divorce and end the relationship? Well, you know, that's really interesting. I I would say be careful about ending a relationship and divorcing. First, go to a really good marriage therapist. And there's people who are certified in the Gottman Method and know all this information all around the world. And in fact, uh, my colleague, Sinead Smith, is going to be offering the Gottman Training in Dudak Ireland in March. Uh, she's of the East Bay Relationship Center, and they have a Facebook page that tells you all about it. But if people are struggling to get a therapist who knows about how to work with all these kinds of issues, really helps. But the thing about marriage is that 69% of the stuff that comes up between partners, like 69% of the, the things that partners, the problems that partners face together, will be perpetual, ongoing problems where they'll always have differences because their personalities are different and their fundamental needs different. So when you bring together two different personalities with two sets of fundamental needs, you're going to have 69% conflict. And so people have to learn how to work on conflict to be able to make relationship work. And if they go from one partner to another partner, they're just trading 69% of these (laughs) perpetual ongoing problems with one person with 69% with another. And and so what I would say is, uh, John has a book, The Seven Principles That Make Make Marriage Work, that's an excellent summary of all of this information. The Gottman Institute, which is Gottman.com, has uh, lots of different materials for couples, including DVDs of the workshop that they offer in Seattle to help couples learn and master all this information. I would say before people go to, to divorce, at least try to go to a therapist or to go to one of these workshops or get these DVDs and look at this information because it tells you what to expect in a relationship and it tells you how to work on the things that are common and happen. That would be my suggestion. But I think two things are really important. One, we're never actually told how to act in a relationship. Yeah. And two, sometimes you'd be interested in someone who is the polar opposite to you and opposites attract and then you find out actually they don't. Yeah. They don't leave towels on the bed and you just can't connect anymore. (laughs) You see, those things are fine. I think there's two things that you just can't come back from. One is cheating and two is abuse of any form. Fair enough. You know, anything else you can kind of work around it if you're married, you know, that kind of way, I think. Abuse, I'm, I'm not, I'm right there with you on cheating, though, even sometimes that's really, a, most often that's a sign that there's something really off in the marriage or going wrong in the marriage that has to be discovered and attended to. And, and I've worked with many couples who have recovered after cheating and, and be, who were able to create much better marriages after an affair was discovered. Sometimes people, when cheating occurs and partners are both still open to work 
looking at things and really committed to the relationship and they're able to reestablish um, or maybe establish for the first time a strong sense of trust. I do believe recovery can be possible. I do believe that partners can build better relationships. We, we help people a lot with that at the Gottman Institute too. Um, no, we can we can agree to disagree on that. Sushi <laughs> <laughs> so isn't ready to have that discussion just yet. Okay. But, but you know, I and you know and you the other thing, though, is I think everyone has their limits in terms of what they'll tolerate, and so that may be your limit, you know, and that, yeah. that's fine, you know, that that's up to you and stuff like that. But for those folks who uh, really feel that they their marriage is worth trying to work on and recover, there is hope for them, you know. If, so, I mean, there, there are ways to help folks with that to see if it's possible, and when it is possible, they can recover. Right. Well, listen, that's been a fascinating conversation. Yeah. Um, Dr. Mike McNulty from the Gottman Institute, thanks a million for popping on, and... Uh, We'll chat to you again soon. It was a pleasure, you guys. I hope you have a great night, and thanks so much for calling. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.